This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz for the Comstock Report. Reflections on the pro-farmer crop tour midstream and more. Iowa crop condition ratings were 60% good to excellent this week versus 66% a year ago. They had completed three western districts and will finish with northeast Iowa today. They were disappointed in what they had checked and northeast Iowa was the donut hole for lack of rain this year opposite of a year prior. Minnesota crop condition ratings were 45% good to excellent this week versus 67% a year ago. Those results are still coming. Further ratings deterioration is expected. First off of note is that the Pro Farmer Tour travels the same route every year for consistency of comparison, though samples may come from different fields. One could argue that the epicenter of the Corn Belt as a whole has changed locations since this tour started 31 years ago, migrating west and north. Ohio is much less of a corn-growing state than it used to be, while North Dakota has taken its place. Ratings in Ohio were 76% good to excellent, while ratings in North Dakota were 60%. Still, it is a good comparison with lots of data. Another note is that they check South Dakota from Sioux Falls South, so check which is typically the best part of the state. Pro-farmer yields generally conform to the condition ratings. Iowa, Illinois, and Minnesota have lower ratings than a year ago, so were their yields. By the way, so does North Dakota, 60% versus 68%, Missouri, 35% versus 49%, and Wisconsin, 56% versus 77%. States that ProFarmer doesn't check. ProFarmer doesn't just take the sample data and combine it to get a national yield. There's more formula than that, which takes more factors into consideration. They may not check every state, but they look at more than their sampling. There's no way to know what else is in their formula, but it is probably not as secret as is Coca-Cola's. They released their overall conclusion Friday after the close. We joined the Pro Farmer Tour at their evening meeting in Spencer, Iowa. We have done this meeting for many years, and this has to be the most brutal weather conditions that I can remember for them enduring while sampling. They do not have drones for that. This year, the Pro Farmer Crop Tour appears to have been timed with a flash drought. The humidity accompanying the extreme heat is unusual. Crops here on light soils and or which lack the luck of a recent rain are taking a big hit this week, while well-watered heavy soil still comes through it much better. I saw corn and weaker soil types literally run out of gas, looking like death at the end of the day. Overnight temps did not cool off enough. I read how that the corn crop is already made, so it is not impacted by a bad end to the season. I disagree. Weather conditions such as we are seeing can suck bushels out of the yield. Corn that would have added weight to bushels is instead being deprived of whole growing season, shutting off any improvement in yield as years tip over. There's little to no rain in the forecast. We would expect that to show up in lower crop condition ratings next Monday afternoon and puts the possibility of a lower corn and soybean yield in the September report in play. The forecast cooled. Without rain, any return of heat will take a bigger toll on crops. This is a flash drought. It is a good thing that most soybeans were given a drink ahead of it. Chip Flory said that he felt like the soybean crop was dying in Nebraska. He said he didn't get the same feeling when crossing into Iowa, but he said that the Iowa soybean crop was the most multicolored crop he had ever seen it, 
every shade of green, yellow, and even brown, which is not what you want. It should be deep green. They saw enough pods but that some soybeans were losing top clusters, flat pods, two bean pods, and white mold was active. I would not expect yield numbers much different from a year ago for either corn and soybeans from them. USDA had not taken its September crop survey yet, so the heat wave will have taken a toll on what they see. While some note that the pro-farmer yield often deviates from the final USDA yield, one primary reason for that is that the USDA yield is all-inclusive, and growing conditions that impact the crop after the tour in August can and do impact the final yield. I think the tour is useful. Most are sure that pro-farmer will understate the yield, maybe not this year. We typically take advantage of seasonal weakness in our 32% nitrogen fertilizer prices in August, locking up our needs when our supplier does, and did so again with a base price of $297 a ton. That was nearly $200 a ton less than last year. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.